0: everyone welcome back to another episode of speak to the beak i am tim the firds and if you're listening to this on thursday that means you know it's a hockey podcast which means i am joined by friend of the show joe wilson joe how are we doing i'm doing pretty good tim how are you you know i'm doing pretty well we're back for our third hockey pod I've been pretty surprised, happily surprised, I guess, pleasantly surprised, whatever term you want to go with, uh, that we actually have some hockey listeners, which is pretty sweet. So if you are returning, thank you for coming back. If you're new to the hockey podcast and you thought you were confused and maybe it was baseball day or football day, you're wrong, but we have some good things for you, right? So if you're new to this, we have stuff for the casual fan. We have stuff for the diehard fan. We have stuff for both. So make sure you stick around. What we're going to need before we get started, a couple of things. Number 1, as always, follow beak brands on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where we're going to post, promote our content, post some funny memes. We got stuff there. That's number 1. Number 2, subscribe and or follow to the Speak to the Beak podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever other place you listen to podcasts at, we are there. Three, all of our content can be found at the website, BeakBrands.com. You got written stuff there. The podcast is also there. Whew. I know, it's always a mouthful to get that out of the way early, but it needs to be said, you guys can help us out by sharing content, liking content, commenting. Interacting with us. If you want to interact with us on social social media, I am at Tim Ferdinand. Joe is at Joe Wilson 24 with two e's on the Joe because I guess regular Joe Wilson 24 must have been taken already. But here we are. Joe's ready. I'm ready. Let's hop right into this thing here. So me and Joe are going back and forth on what should we open with. You know what's going to be in the package today, and then. You know, the podcasting gods threw us a bone, right, like two hours before we recorded this, where the NHL announced they would have a new TV deal with ESPN. So, Joe, some highlights we got here on the deal. You got exclusive Stanley Cup finals on ABC and four out of the seven-year deal. I don't get, like, why not all seven, though? Uh, you know, I don't know, buddy. I don't know either. That's a good question. Maybe if we can get the CEO of Disney out here, we can ask him. But until then, I guess we're just gonna have to be on the dark on that part. Um, half the playoffs are gonna be on ESPN and/or ABC every year. Regardless, you're gonna get 25 exclusive games on ESPN slash ABC. You're also gonna get 75 games on ESPN Plus and/or Hulu, and uh, NHL TV will now be included into ESPN+. Plus. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on the TV deal signing with, I mean, the NHL signing with ESPN slash ABC? I think that's a great move by the NHL, and
1: hopefully being back on ESPN can promote the players since there's a lot more star players in the league than there was the last time NHL was on ESPN, and hopefully they could promote them so that the NHL can be one of the more popular sports in the country like it used to be
0: yeah so i agree obviously a lot of people know espn right you got all your major sports content is there they're a really big you know station and whatever else um me and joe have kind of talked in the past that the nhl does not promote their players well or brand at all probably the best thing to do for their players right now honestly is if you follow them on instagram So that's not great. Okay. So, I mean, they do post cool highlights, not going to lie, but you know, that's not really the best way there to, uh, get like new young fans out there. Now, yes, they are on social media, but I mean, how many nine-year-olds follow the NHL account on Instagram? I don't know. All right. So one way to get to them is through the TV, obviously, and NBC doesn't really have anything other than hockey or golf, which I don't really watch, even though CBS kind of has golf too, but whatever, not the point. Um, So I think this is a good move by the NHL for the exact reasons that Joe said. Uh, I also think this is a good move because, like also what Joe said was, you're going to get more of those popular players on TV more often. And I think that's huge. And it's mostly the big playoff games. They're going to have a ton of. My concern is the announcers. (laughs) I was going to so, say
1: that if you didn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, you know what, y'all? You could take it because I've been talking a lot to start. So, we share so, the yeah. same concern.
1: Yeah. We were just talking before about it how NBCSN has like all the good announcers. You watch any game and like, like they always know what they're talking about. They seem into the game and everything. And then you watch like Monday Night Football, as Tim said earlier, and it's just not the same. It's just not not the same energy it's just really different so hopefully they get some good announcers to
0: broadcast
1: broadcast these games
0: yeah for sure i mean we're kind of spoiled because in the new york market we have all like premier announcers like you would agree i would assume yeah i would i like all of them yeah so like if you're a mets fan you have gary keith and ron and that's like, I'm not even trying to be biased. That's, like, probably the best booth in all of baseball. Like, between the Fox National booth. No, I'm serious. Like, because Joe Buck is terrible. So, we can throw that no, yeah. right, right out. And everyone then
1: he's terrible.
0: Yeah, everyone knows he's terrible. And then Sunday Night Baseball is, like, a travesty. So, whenever it's on any game on Sunday Night Baseball, I can't even listen to it. Like, I have to watch it on mute. Because I, fiz- I can't do it. I can't do it. So... I mean, we got them, and then the Yankees broadcast booth, if you're not listening to the radio calls, solid. They're not terrible. Um, You got the Nets and Knicks home games are super well broadcasted. For the Islanders and Rangers, between Brendan Burke and Sam Rosen, those are two pretty good announcers. Sam Rosen a little nasally, but that's okay because he's super hyped. This is annoying. Yes, but he is good at his job. His voice is is. annoying, but he's good at his job. So, like, you have premier talent, and my concern, or our concern with ESPN is the Sunday night booth is terrible for baseball. Monday night football is horrendous. I mean, they kind of fixed that, but I guess, you know, we're getting there. And then the only thing they have, really, is basketball, but basketball's kind of split between uh, TNT and ESPN. And like you said, NBC has all the good hockey announcers, so do you think Yeah is gonna have to bring someone in? I would assume. Yeah, they definitely need to
1: um hopefully they can. Maybe um i have liked uh Gordy Howe, uh old islanders announcer. He was a, he was in Oh how Howie
0: Rose. Oh Howie Oh geez. Gordy Howe, I was gonna cry. say, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure he's I, like I either nine thousand like, years yeah. old or dead. Okay. <laughs> I knew that I knew I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, <that was> bad.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I miss him. I liked him way more than Brendan Burke, but it took me, took me a
0: couple games to get used to Brendan Burke, but I like him now. He's full of energy. Totally. And that's actually a good transition here, as Joe shakes his head, to the Islanders. So this was kind of be like our co-open. Uh, Islanders have won six straight games. They are currently in first place in the Eastern Division. Sixteen, six, and four. So, Joe, did you see this coming for the Islanders? Um, uh,
1: not really. No, I was like a pretty big Islander fan. I, like we started off this season like all right, pretty shaky, but then like we kind of went into a funk. And I just didn't think that they would respond like this well that fast in, in the last seventeen games, being thirteen, two, and two, and not having a regulation loss at home yet that's pretty big being 11 0 and 2 at home so far
0: yeah that's and huge right are riding a six straight win streak so that's huge yeah and the big thing they are 4-0 against boston while only allowing five goals and it seems that boston can beat everybody else but the islanders so do you have an explanation for that um semyon varlamov He's 4-0 against the
1: Bruins so far this season, posting a .95 save percentage with a 1.22 goals allowed average, and he also pitched a shutout in the first game he faced
0: in this season. So I I do love your stats. For our casual friends at home there, do you want to take the nerd level and turn it down about five notches? (laughs) uh, Would that be good goaltending or not so good goaltending? That is absurdly good <laughs> goaltending against one of the top teams in the league. <laughs> for sure. I agree. And as Joe kind of said before we got on the podcast, as we text back and forth all the time, uh, Varlamov t- pretends that he's Martan Brodeur when he plays against the Bruins, standing on his head back there, just winning the game by himself. Do you think, this is a little tease for next week, because we're going to get into like some standing updates, trophy watch updates, Do you think the Islanders can keep this going for the remainder of the season and lock up a top spot in the division? I think um, one of the main
1: reasons that they do have, that they have been on this streak is because all of their lines on offense have been producing. And just as an Islander fan, like you see that happen during every season periodically, but just never really seems to hold. So it's possible. Maybe this season is the season with Oliver Wallstrom starting to grow and become an elite sniper. And I wouldn't say elite yet,
0: but he <laughs> can shoot the puck for sure. <laughs> Solid. He was more what we're going for there, but yeah. Yeah,
1: but um, they like maybe in a couple games, they, I wouldn't be surprised that they slow down a little bit and just lean heavily on, the defense and goaltending like they tend to do when their offense struggles or if just the top six really produces. But, yeah, the bottom six over this last 17 games has done really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, when Matt Morton is throwing in goals like, you know, he's in a top goal scorer, it's like, okay, well, this <laughs> obviously is not sustainable, but we'll take you while we can get it for course, sure.
1: And Casey
0: Zizek is like an energizer bunny just always going to work. I love that. Love yeah, that. for sure. I agree. And, you know, obviously there's teams that have needs. The Islanders, one of their needs is a winger that can score, like a legitimate winger, not like one of these guys that is fake good because of the Islanders' system. Um, And we're going to hold off on who we think might fit there because we're going to get to those teams as we go, get closer to the trade deadline, and do some more in-depth, nerdy previews for divisions. Uh, But that's just something to keep an eye out for the Islanders. So with that being said, we're going to start to play our favorite hockey game here, which is Puck Outta Here, or I Puck With That. If you're a returning listener, you know the rules of the game. If you're a new listener, but your brain does not function at a high rate of speed and could not figure out what the game is based off the title, here's how you play. I ask Joe a question, and he will tell me, Puck Outta Here, meaning he does not agree, or I puck with it which means he agrees. So Joe, are you ready to play edition three of this game? I'm mm-hmm. always ready to play. Yeah. Play so far we've said, we've had good answers out of you. So you got to pressures on Can't can't oh. have a letdown for the people here. So here we go. Number can't one pressure. On. And one of our highlighted games from last week, which actually you highlighted capitals versus Bruins as your game of the weekend. We got to see Tom Wilson destroy Brandon Carlo kind of, um, he was suspended after the game or I guess the next day, whatever. So here's my question for you. This is not the first time Tom Wilson has been suspended and I'm sure it won't be the last time either. So was the hit dirty number one and is Tom Wilson a dirty player? Number two. Um, The hit was indeed dirty
1: and Tom Wilson is indeed a dirty player. So I
0: guess you'd say I puck with both of those statements. So you puck with that. So for the people that didn't see it, do you want to kind of describe the hit or what kind of transpired there? Yeah, so
1: the play was in uh, the Bruins end in the left side of the boards, and uh, Brandon Carlo was fighting with uh, uh, Jacob Brana for the puck, and uh, Tom Wilson just comes in out of nowhere. Brennan Carlo's like 6'5", so he's mad tall, and his head's just like poking out of the corner, and he just comes in like a freight train and just smacks him in the head. And Brennan Carlo's
0: looking mad, so he's like, just falls <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> and by smacks him in the head, he means lowers his shoulder and tries to concuss this man <laughs> Yeah, at full speed. That's yeah, what he, he smacks, means by smack smacks him in the a head.
1: little too nice way of a Yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: more like try to decapitate. <laughs> As a two hundred and
1: twenty-six pound man, something—he's just a big fella. That's not what you want to see
0: coming at you. No, no, I know. So what happened later in the game is uh, Jared Tenorti, in only his second game for the Bruins, ends up dropping the gloves with Wilson. So if you're new to the whole hockey thing, what happens is if if you feel someone like lays a dirty hit, it's not like football or basketball where you can kind of you just got to go after post game. You don't need to wait. You can throw hands right now. And that's the beautiful part about hockey. So let's talk about – well, first let's wrap up Tom Wilson here. So he did fight Tenorti, and like we said, Wilson was suspended after the game or the next day. Um, And this is not the first time he's been suspended. So you got uh, 20 games for uh, the Oscar Sinquist hit, which was a couple years ago. He was kind of like cutting back across the ice, and Tom Wilson was just like, "Yeah, let me decapitate you like I'm playing NHL," uh, which is kind of a you know it's a little rude uh, because obviously some would say, yeah, a blindside hit. Uh, You got leaving the ice to hit Brian Campbell with his back to the play, also against the boards in a similar situation to the Carlo hit. Uh, You got. He shouldered somebody from New Jersey, and I can't remember his name, in the back of the head on a back check. Uh, he cheap-shotted Marcia So in the finals, Stanley Cup finals, against Las Vegas. Uh, he left his feet to kill Ashton Reese from the Penguins. So he has a long history there. And, and he uh, ruined uh, Lumiere Visnowski's career that one year in the playoffs. When the he did, he did. He did. So there's, he's got a lot going on. Uh, Now, luckily for Tom Wilson, fan favorite Ryan Reeves does not play for the Boston Bruins, because if he did, there would have been Reeves v. Wilson number four, which I would love to see. So, unfortunately, we're not going to get that this year unless both of them make it to the Stanley Cup. Um, Yeah, Joe shaking his head no, highly unlikely. I agree. But if you haven't seen the uh, Ryan Reeves versus Tom Wilson thing, you should definitely YouTube that. Very quality. Yeah, very quality there. Um, so, because Reeves and Wilson fight a lot, that's going to lead us into back to Jarrett Tenorti here, fighting in a second game as a Bruin. What is your thought or your thoughts on fighting? Some people are really opposed to it. Where do you stand? I puck with it
1: really heavily. I <laughs> like it a lot. Because the Islanders, like, Back in the day, they were just not really the best at the actual sport of hockey, but they were, like, really good at fighting other teams, so that that always got me excited as a kid being there, but, like, now, like, like being, like, a real fan of the sport, like, hockey uh, creates so much energy, like, when fans are back, like, fans are gonna be buzzing, it's gonna be a great atmosphere when fights happen, and then, like, if your team wins the fight and you're down in a game, it's, like, a huge... Confidence energy boost And like the team just goes out there And just starts like really pressing on the opponent usually
0: Yeah totally I I mean I love fighting My two favorite things at a hockey game Besides like my team winning which would be the Islanders Shootout And uh, when two guys are beating the living hell out of each other In the middle of the ice So totally down I mean obviously I love skilled plays But you get skilled plays a lot more often than two guys going at Not a lot of fighters as there used to be Obviously the game's gotten more skilled but I still think there's a place for it because everyone has that goon on their team. That sole job is to protect the star player from getting cheap shot. And I think that's in every sport, right? Football, you got linemen that are there to kind of cut block guys. Maybe the refs aren't looking, you know, basketball, you have a goon on the bench to commit hard fouls. Now, not the same (laughs) as, you know, fighting a guy, not the same as fighting a guy, but there's a rule, you know, baseball, you're going to throw the baseball at someone's head 100 miles an hour. So, uh, you know, there's ways to keep people in check. There's ways to keep people in check. For sure, so, for sure. yeah, Tom Wilson, definitely a dirty player. Fighting, definitely awesome. All righty, right. Let's go to question number two, or I guess, you know, 2B, because we had kind of two questions in the first question there. So recently, I like these kinds of games. If you follow me from football podcast to here or baseball. You know, I really like to play games, which we take old players and new players and compare them. It's a great time. So, Joe doesn't know what's about to hit him in this argument, but Joe, the NHL account recently released not released, I mean, it's public information, but the most goals in a single season by each franchise. So, and they captioned it. If you had to take pretty much any of the guys on this list, and drop them into the modern-day NHL, 2020, 2021, who would be the most successful? So let me just read a couple of names for the people at home that you may or may not know. And if you're a casual, feel free to look these up on YouTube. They're pretty quality. All of these guys are quality players. So you got T. Mussolini, Phil Esposito, Lanny McDonald, Bobby Hull, Rick Nash, LOL, uh, Brian Bellows, <laughs> Steve Eiserman, Wayne Gretzky, Pavel Bure, Marion Gabrick. Uh, you know, Mike Bossy, Brian Giatta, Yager, Danny Heatley, Mario Lemieux, Jonathan Chichu, which was surprising. Um, Steven Stamkos, William Carlson, Alex Ovechkin, Ilya Kovalchuk. And that was just to name like the bigger names. So obviously, I think if you had to pick anyone on this list who would dominate in the modern NHL, you would pick someone who's currently playing. But we're not going to do that because I would take the fun out of it. So my question to you is. Is Wayne Gretzky, the best hockey player of all time, your top choice for this question? No. So, puck out of here. Puck out of here with that. Okay. And why would that be? Why is he not your top choice for this? Well, as you know, Wayne Gretzky
1: played in the times that goalies and just the skill level wasn't, wasn't really there with every player in the league and goalies were just kind of going down and not really knowing how to like defend against really speedy, skilled players. So Wayne Gretzky, the great one, really just took advantage of the era he was in. But for this question, obviously you'd pick someone who's like more plays in the modern term. Obviously you would do that because you hate (laughs) the – back in the day plays and like think that all those I don't
0: games. hate them I just think that there was like <laughs> one guy on a team each that was like elite and they made the other whatever 15 to 18 guys look ridiculous and yeah, that, just that just doesn't happen anymore <laughs> And this doesn't like if you go watch Wayne Gretzky highlights. This man is literally skating in circles, and no one can even get a stick to his ankles. All right, that would never happen in today's NHL kind on of a consistent basis. It's not like he's going up ice, like putting moves on literally in circles. Like if you put like a 15 year old against like a seven year old, that kid has no chance, and that's what you're looking <laughs> at. So, yeah, since we're obviously both not on the Wayne Gretzky train here. We're going to go three guys each who you would take off of this list to be in this competition. So, we'll go one at a time. I'll let you go first. So, tell me your, I guess, number one pick and why. Well, it's going to seem hypocritical, but Mike Bossy, even though he did play in that
1: time, just because Wayne Gretzky, the best hockey player ever, said in an interview that Mike Bossy is the best goal scorer he's ever seen. So, that's about it. That's my argument.
0: All right. So, yeah, that's a pretty solid argument. The best hockey player of all time is saying someone else is the best goal scorer of all time. Can't, ar- yeah. can't argue with that. Can't can. argue with
1: that. Can not.
0: I mean, you can because it's the same time frame. But, I mean, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you know? That would, that would kind of be like if, uh, I mean, there's no other, like, widely considered GOAT, but if you know one day 35 years from now tom brady said you know you know random player x is the best uh, quarterback ever or something you'd be like ah well i mean it's tom brady so
1: well not well not quarterback if
0: he was yeah, like, like whatever deep ball or, passer or yeah, whatever yeah. like a certain like, oh, attribute think,
1: yeah i'd be like where yeah. did tom brady thinks something? yeah i think that
0: yeah. yeah um so my first pick for this is timu solani Uh, The reason I picked Timu Solani is because a majority of his career here was played in the quote-unquote modern NHL, a lot more modern than Mike Bossy. So here are some things for Timu. 684 career goals, which currently puts him at, I believe, number 12 all time. Yes, number 12 all time. And he's only six behind Mario Lemieux, who we're going to get to in a second. Timu Solani can skate. He has super soft hands, always around the net. So both of those play in today's NHL, right? You get a lot of tip-in goals today. You get a lot of backdoor pass goals today. You get a lot of fast-break goals today. I'm a big fan of Solani. Uh Just a fun fact, he woke up, rolled out of bed rookie year, and dropped 76 goals, which is just, like, incredible. Not that yeah, this matters for this conversation, good. but that's just, like, complete insanity, um so he's my he's my number one pick uh fun fact there finish flash is his nickname so like you know this man can skate that's my number one pick yeah that makes
1: sense he is a <laughs> dog I, I did a lot more research on him when you told me about him i, I didn't even realize like the 76 goals as a rookie That's not. nuts
0: yeah for those of you who are at home who don't know little joe wilson over here uh Definitely only old enough to know super old not being able to move Timo Solani. So, was not around for the prime. That's okay. Yeah, was not. That's okay. All right, who's your second choice? So, we got Bossy and Timo so far. So far. I'm going to
1: go with uh, Brett Hull. Okay. A little short Brett Hull, 5'11 fella. <laughs> and the reason I'm picking him is because. He was a sniper back in the day. Well, he played in the 90s. That, like, that like, counts. His prime was in the 90s. That's like yeah. you know, more modern era for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, like from 89, the 90 season, he put up 72 goals. The 90 to 91 season, 86 goals. Just absolutely insane stats. And like I said before, he was a sniper. His wrist shot was elite, could score from almost anywhere inside the offensive zone. Really uh, gave goalies a problem back in the day.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. I'm going to counter that pick with someone else who's, I guess, prime. Well, re- mo- some of their prime was during the in Mario Lemieux. Um, So 690 goals, which I mentioned before. He is just ahead of Team Ussolani. He is number 11 all time. The reason I'm taking him, he's tough to get off the puck. He could skate. He could shoot. He also had great hands. And I think he was just one of those guys. I mean, he's he's considered like a top five hockey player ever. Uh, and that's with his career kind of cut short because of cancer. So he could have easily climbed higher on the all-time goal list. I mean, when you look at Lemieux here, like leading the league in goals, 70, 85, and then, you know, 59, didn't lead the league, but that's a ton of goals. 64, 60. I'm reading off the wrong column. Excuse me. So 70, 85, <laughs> all right, 45, 44, 69, 69 again, right? So not only is that a super nice number, but he was able to lead the league in goals, right, And a time in the mid-90s, which we disagree, is kind of closer to the modern game. So that's why he's my number two pick. So who do you got for number three?
1: My third pick was Ilya Kovalchuk. Now – again this one might be a little bit biased just because he was one of the non-active players on the list that i do remember watching quite a good amount of and playing with him in nhl on (laughs) the xbox and Wii. so uh yeah just like the reason i took him is he was on the thrashers not the best team at all in the beginning of his career in the early 2000s and he still put up great stats had 87 points one season the following season with 98 points with 52 goals that season that's pretty good 50 goals and uh 2000 is pretty real solid Mm -hmm. and um when he was on the devils i liked him a lot he did have a pretty solid team to play with around there but um yeah he was always like the leader goal scorer leader point
0: getter on every team that he played on so yeah Yeah, he was a good choice. And obviously, if you didn't get to see him, he went back to Russia back and forth like at least, you know, 9.7 million times. So he was kind of always torn on what was going on there. I agree. I I like him as a pick. He was in consideration for my number three spot. My number three spot, which I, I love this guy, so he could easily be my number one, is Pavel Bure. I love this man. All right, so... Russian Rocket, great nickname, number one. Number two, he was like, I don't want to say the original Connor McDavid, but like he was the first guy that was significantly faster than everyone else he played against. He made people look so stupid, so stupid. His handles were insane. His speed was insane. Hockey Sense was insane. He started in 1991, 1992. So he played all throughout the 90s and in the early 2000s. And like Joe said, 50 goals in the 2000s, pretty good. So the 99-2000 season, 58 goals led the league. 2000-2001 season, 59 goals led the league. He also had back-to-back 60-goal seasons in the 90s. And the more I watch this guy, like, highlights of him, the more I want to make him my number one choice. Now, he did have some injury problems. So that kind of like he wasn't around that long compared to other hockey players. He was done after age 31. But I mean, you got to think if this guy stayed healthy and stuck around, because most hockey players that are really good play to like, you know, 36 plus. You'd think he would another five or six years in him. So he's not yeah. on the actual all time goal list in terms of like career goals, but he is fourth all time in goals per game, which just shows you how efficient he was scoring the puck. Joe nods his head like, oh, man, I didn't see that one coming. No, you did, I did. not. I, did I kept not. that back off to the side on purpose. <laughs> he did. I, I did. That call me way, way off guard. So what we're going to need you guys to do is tell us which list you like better. You're on Team Joe here, which is Bossy, Kovalchuk, which is his third choice, and Hole as number two, or are you with me, Team Solani, Mario Lemieux, Pavel Bure? All right, so let us know. In the comments, you can hit us on Instagram. You can hit us on the website. Totally up for discussion there. And if you think it's somebody else who is not in the aforementioned players or you want to tell us why we're wrong about Wayne Gretzky, we're not. But if you want to try to tell us why, you're more than welcome to. So here we go. Third question. And we got a little nonsense question here for our casuals. But if you're a diehard, this applies to you, right? Because if you're a diehard, you really like merchandise. For sure. So over the weekend, we saw a sign where two siblings were together, and it was someone trying to get Sidney Crosby to give them a stick. They would trade their sibling for them. So, Joe, would you trade your sister, which is the only sibling I know of that you have, for a hockey stick? Confirm the only sibling (laughs) I do have. (laughs) So would you trade her for a hockey stick from Um, your favorite NHL player? I'm gonna have to say, um,
1: puck out of here on that one, cause it's just like from the game. They're just gonna toss it over the boards, like yeah, it's a cool memory and all, but like it's not signed. If it's not like the whole team didn't sign it, it's not. It's like it's just a stick. You can go to Modell's and buy one. Like, come on. And then also, like I might need my sibling for something down the road. Might might need a favor one day. That like I don't know.
0: That, that's just me though. I feel you. I feel you. Now, for those of you that know my sibling, listen, that's a two-for-one deal for me. Because not only could I, one, trade him for the stick, but two, they would be so fed up with him after 10 minutes that I would get him back in a return, and they wouldn't even want the stick back. All right? So that's a free stick for me. That's a free stick. So I puck with that heavily, as Joe would say. Heavily. So that wraps it up for Puck out of here. Let's get to a couple more things here. So wet in the beak. So if you're one of those degenerates that like to gamble... We got you covered. We are five and three on the season. <sighs> Joe got me last week on the Flyers-Penguins. <laughs> so to recap, you got I took Winnipeg over Montreal. They won, uh, and they blew a two-goal lead two times, so they gave me a scare. Uh, Pittsburgh against the Flyers. Pittsburgh scored three goals in 71 seconds and still managed to lose by giving up four unanswered goals. Joe took the Flyers, so he got the W there. He swept it last week by also taking the Panthers minus 110 over the Predators, and he hit the over on the goals. So if you actually took Joe's bonus pick, you would have been three for three last week. So he's on fire, so to say. Yes, sir. So last week you went first, which means this week I will go first. So my number one game is Chicago Blackhawks. Versus Dallas. Uh, this is for Thursday, by the way, uh, March 11th. So, Chicago plus 130 against the Dallas Stars. I'm all in on Chicago right now. They just took Tampa Bay, the defending Stanley Cup champions, to overtime and a shootout. Now, they did lose both games, but I think it's safe to say you would agree that Tampa is significantly more talented than Chicago, outside yeah. of like Patrick Kane, maybe. No, yeah. Like as a sure. whole team. Yeah, like um, the
1: lines, the lines don't compare.
0: Yeah, they don't, they don't compare. Because, uh, you know, if you don't know anything about hockey and you're here to learn that stuff, Tampa's third line is better than, like, some team's first line. That's what we're talking about. So, uh, with Chicago on the positive side, on the money line, I like their upside. They're 5-4-1 in their last 10. Dallas is 3-5-2. Dallas has not been playing well. They're currently 7th in their division. So, that's just not a good look for me. Uh, Chicago is 4th in the Central. And Kevin Lankinen, the goalie that's been playing for Chicago, has been really, really good this year. So that's why I'm in on Chicago as my first game. So, Joe, what do you got for your game one? Um, for my
1: game one, I have Montreal beating Calgary, and they're at minus 104 right now. The reason I'm taking this is because um, Calgary just likes to lose to the Senators. like. <laughs> they lost to the Senators when you picked them a couple weeks back. And yeah, they I, did. I, I checked a couple games ago, and they lost again. So you can't be losing to the worst team in the league constantly and then have to play Montreal. Montreal is on the back end of a back-to-back, but I just, I just think that they're going to
0: really go off and win because Calgary's is not that good. <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. I, you know, I can't argue with that. Trust me. I shaft in me big time.
1: Just a lot of reasoning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, sometimes you don't gotta dig dig that deep. It's pretty obvious sometimes, yeah. right? Uh so my second game here is gonna be the Panthers, who you won with last week. I'm gonna take them this week. Minus 136 against the Blue Jackets. And kind of like what Joe just said. Columbus is not good. <laughs> They've lost seven of their last ten. The Panthers are playing really well. Sergei Bobrovsky, ex-Columbus Blue Jacket, by the way, playing his old team, likely for another time. Um, He was lights out yesterday, which was Tuesday, against Columbus. He will probably beat them again this week. So, Joe, give me me your last game.
1: I'm going to take Washington right now, plus 101 over the Flyers. And the reasoning behind this is because Philadelphia, this like the past week, week and a half, two weeks, they just haven't been looking like how they did last year. Like how they got to the Eastern, uh, when they played the Islanders in uh, Game Seven, they were looking real, real sharp, real sturdy. Carter Hart looked like he couldn't really be beat. Some games and lately, like they just they beat the Sabers in a shootout recently. Like you have to go to this, sh- you have to go to a shootout with the Sabers. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> And whenever Washington, even though it's just plus 101, Washington, positive money line, you got to take it because Eastern standings are close, and I know the Capitals want that top spot in the division.
0: Yeah, you know, I tried taking the really good team with the positive money line last week, and look how that worked out for <laughs> me. So I just want to throw that out there to yeah. the people at home. Um, so, Joe, we were pretty good in our games of the week last week. So if you're new to this, we're going to give you a game of the weekend that we think you should check out. So why don't you take the first one here because I stole the betting stuff for Wet in the beak. What do you got? I'm going to say for the game of the week is going to be uh, Stars versus
1: Blue Jackets. Both teams so far this season are kind of underachieving. So hopefully it's going to be a real close game and a good game. And there's both teams do have some decent players. Patrick Linea on the Blue Jackets, Jamie Ben. The Stars, Joe Pavelski, Klimberg, all in the Stars, Blue Jackets, Seth Jones, and all those guys. So there's some good players in the game that you're also going to be able to watch too.
0: So you're taking the star power in the game there. Yeah. Can't argue with that. I like watching stars play hockey. My game is gonna be Blackhawks, Panthers Saturday night, which is conveniently on ESPN Plus after they signed this deal, even though the Deal doesn't get kicked into next until next year. So I don't know what we're doing here on ESPN Plus. But if you're not in the local market, you could get the game if you have ESPN Plus or illegally stream it on the internet because it's 2021. Why would you pay a multi-billion dollar dollar corporation for streaming rights? But okay, whatever, you know, never float your boat. So um Blackhawks here are currently in fourth place in the central division. Panthers are currently in third place in the central division. They will be seeing a lot of each other. They're both very skilled teams. They're both playing pretty well. They both have five wins each in their last ten games. So I think you can't go wrong there.
1: yeah, I like that game too.
0: Yeah, Joe's a fan of that. He probably would have picked it, but I got first dibs this week. Yeah, so yeah, I got the I got the better one Tight, Just, man. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so if you stuck with us till the end, thanks for sticking around. Remember. Follow Beak Brands, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can follow me and Joe at Tim Ferdinand or at Joe Wilson with two E's, 24. Subscribe and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And that's pretty much all we got. So until next time, we'll see you then. <laughs>